0: Speakers. Welcome back to another episode of the Crispy Cast, episode two Homelander. I'm your co host, Chris Bernard, and I'm here with Jody Cameron. It's great to be back. We're here talking about Homelander, which, if you guys don't know, he's probably the most realistic version of superman
1: yeah he's uh, an interesting take on like uh, like the prime hero the leader of a team of heroes i feel like he's he's definitely got a, a whole lot of superman uh a little bit of captain america especially in that like he's got the design with the the stars above the cape and he's got like a twist to shazam you know the original captain yeah Marvel? where yeah. he had that the half cape going yeah. for him what's interesting to me about homelander is he He's definitely got the... He's got a feeling of an original character, even though he's inspired by those. Like, he he stands... He stands apart from them, even though... Yeah, he's got that feel of Superman and and Captain America. He is something unto unto himself. I feel like they reveal that pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, Homelander was definitely... uh, Well, I didn't have a lot of expectations for this show, and uh, for everyone who's unaware, Homelander's from The Boys, an Amazon original TV show. Homelander... When he first comes on, you're like, okay, so it's just another take on Superman, and then the cameras come off of him, and he's just, you know, he's an asshole, he's arrogant, he's narcissistic, me, 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 me. That is literally Homelander to a T.
1: <laughs> I like it. It's one of those things where we we know our heroes to be far greater than ourselves. That's why we we hold them in such high regard, and to have a, a superhero mythos set in reality, where the, the truth of it is they are they're like us. They are human. Uh, the reality is that they they are flawed, uh, which I think on one hand makes them more compelling. You, you can really identify with, with that part of their character, and it makes for better writing. You can go all kinds of different places with those characters. One of my biggest complaints about Superman as a character, for me as a human, is I can't relate to him as an alien. He's He's a fantastically perfect being and uh, that's very entertaining and i think he's he's so much fun but he doesn't resonate with me as a, as a flawed person the way someone like homelander does even though i, I might not have a darkness in my soul the, with the same depth that homelander does
0: what i really liked to they changed about homelander versus superman is homelander uh is synthetic he was actually genetically created and then they gave him the public front that he is human too just born special and up until you find this out, it's a lot more relatable, right? Because like uh, one of like a famous quote, uh, Abraham Lincoln: "You want to test a man, give him power, and he is given all the power and none at the same time. He could destroy anyone, but he is a puppet, just with fewer strings." Like the rest of the heroes on his team,
1: and that's definitely the Captain America portion of Homelander is that he is a product of. Uh, the industrial military complex in a way more of the corporate corporate political complex in the boys but he he's a construct he's a creation but his like you said his backstory his origin the fact that he's completely controlled is an interesting element what are they called again the american vote oh vat yeah so vat as an entity as a as a commercial corporation they pull the strings. They they contain him. They own him, or at least they believe they do. What motivates him, I think, on a certain level, is his own selfishness. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if this was intended, but the way I see that, like, how what they really got his grasp is since they raised him mm-hmm. uh, within the company, and he's so narcissistic, the need for everyone to love him. Sure, uh, I believe it's the grasp they hold on him. As long as they can keep him happy, with all the "oh, we love you, Homelander," Homelander's number one. Because you see it, you start to see him change, and he gets more aggressive and like more wild. And I don't think Vought understands that the narcissism is what keeps him in check. Mm-hmm. Because now he's starting like on their on their third season of the show, it uh, it's starting to unwind. He they're trying to push him out because he's getting more, he's stepping further and further across the line and that's because he's dropping in poles uh, because he had that love interest Stormfront, the Nazi supremacist that was loving on him too much.
1: (laughs) So that character was actually a a man in the comics and they gender uh, swapped them to create that love interest, I believe. And I think it's a really interesting thing that happens. So what you're saying is that his fatal flaw is narcissism and their way of controlling him has been to stroke his ego. But then when he, he kind of fails to deliver in the public sphere the type of popularity and results that they expect, that they, they stop doing that. They feel like, oh, well, maybe it's time to retire, good old Homelander. He's not serving the purpose that he should as a tool. But what they forget is how strong he is. It's interesting, like, what happens when you create an attack dog and then let it off the leash? You know, do you, do you ultimately have to destroy it?
0: I think the the problem was as soon as he made one mistake, they figured they can't quite get on top of because they got Starlight. Is her name like
1: April, January, or something <laughs> like that?
0: She's on the up and coming and a fan favorite. She's honest. She's the American Dream. She's yada yada yada, all that.
1: She's what you expect a hero to be.
0: Exactly, but truthfully, that way. And Homelander messes up. It comes to light that. Stormfront is basically just a really old Nazi lover (laughs) with all these Nazi ideologies. He's blonde hair, blue eyed, perfect race. He is the goal. During a campaign, he has to keep saying, no, 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 I don't love her. I I was fooled.
1: Oh, I see that that it was all a... A hoax. Yes,
0: sure. And Stormfront is, you know, she's in a coma, half alive, still seeing this. And so she was the one still stroking his ego from behind the scenes while Vought's slowly pushing him not out of the company mm-hmm. but just like putting them, they got to play him off so they look good and so nothing's going his way and she takes her life on his birthday which obviously causes a big lash out and they did change something in the books or in the show that i was surprised it would have been a really interesting and it w- i would have never seen it coming which is uh, black noir
1: so I was going to ask you about this. We talk about what happens when you create an attack dog and then let it off the leash or, or it turns on you. What do you do? What's your contingency plan? Do you destroy this animal? Do you do you put it out to pasture? A weapon of such strength. You, you have to have uh, a way to dis- disarm it. the comic book series, apparently, Noir was that mechanism. Yeah,
0: he was a, a clone of Homelander created to replace him if... Then each should arise, uh, such like the original Superman had Superboy, who was supposed to be a better version of him, half Lex Luthor, half Superman.
1: Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the Superboy, because for the television series, instead of having Noir be a clone of him, set to assassinate and replace, apparently his his offspring is going to take that particular role. Am I wrong?
0: That kind of seems the way they're going with it, but I just think it's just wild, because like, what are you gonna do with like Black Noir now, kind of? has no role. He has the least screen time yes. out of all of them and I don't think that's because he's not the clone. I think that's because he is the clone cuz in an episode they say, well, Black Noir's like, you know, he's he's a, he's colored and they're like, "Well, how do you know?" He's like, "Who cares? He, he, you can't see under the mask. He's colored." And they kind of brush it off as like, uh, "He could be anybody under there?"
1: Oh, they reference his his skin color, his race. So, but what, they don't really confirm anything. Like, I'm more than willing to accept that he's a clone and uh, a clone of African-American descent. I don't know how cloning works, and I don't know how uh, a race is expressed through genes, but let's say he's he's a black Homelander, but if they've changed his role in the television program, you're right. What does he become? If he's not meant to be the mechanism to control Homelander, to assassinate and then replace, what does he become? How do you feel about what they've done there? In the comic, you've got this, what I think is a, a real split where. You've got Homelander, who is—he's is clearly the the strongest hero, but also potentially the most flawed. On the other side, you've got like his his mirror image, the Black Noir, created as a clone of him to control him if if the need arises. So I don't I don't know where they're headed with that. I would like to see, because uh, right now Butcher,
0: mm-hmm. the rival of Homelander is starting to take the new uh, Velocity 6 or whatever they call it, the super drug. Oh, Compound V. Yeah, Compound V, that's what it is. But anyway, now that he's taking it, because he has three samples, and I think what's going to happen, or what I'd like to see happen, is he'll go toe-to-toe with Homelander, and Homelander will actually beat Butcher because, you know, he's just temporarily powered. Black Noir steps in, kills Homelander after Homelander kills Butcher, but beca- and then replaces Homelander, and then Ryan, I believe his the son's name is, wants right. revenge on Butcher. So he goes after
1: Black Noir. Ultimately Butcher for me is the more interesting component in that plot line because I mean all he wants is to destroy anything that's super, right? But then if if he if he succumbs and feels like any ends justify the means and he takes compound v i mean ultimately he has to be destroyed too right and so what you've explained as kind of everybody goes down in a big blaze of glory makes sense like i feel like that would be a it would be a logical end to to what they're planning and it would mirror in many ways what uh, is supposed to happen at the end of the comics where it really takes two or three of them to end up vanquishing another
0: actually have a nether possibility that could lead up to the same demise i was talking nadine i think her name is uh she's the the politician that makes the super force that basically they do, they go after heroes that are accused of things and throw them in jail mm-hmm. she has the power to look at you and make you explode that's literally her power and uh right now uh huey just learned of this and he wants to get rid of her he's like no no she's bad. We gotta, we, she's got to go. And I. And she's the daughter, the adopted daughter, of the head of Vought. And I believe he did this on purpose. This is his contingency plan for Homelander. Homelander steps out. Homelander doesn't know she exists. He steps out of line. He explodes her. And I think what's going to make Black Noir step forward is either Huey or Butcher is going to kill Nadine, thus getting rid of the protection that the head of Vought has. The reason why he's always like, you can be replaced too." Uh, Homelander, because once she dies, Homelander, even though he doesn't have anything to fear at the moment, this guy's spine disappears, <laughs> and then now he'll have to send Black Noir to replace Homelander for the fear of his
1: own safety. This is a dark show. This is a very nihilistic show. I did not expect it to be so dark. I understand why DC might have said, "Look, this is maybe not exactly our- not, not the yeah." This is not our brand. It makes sense. If 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 any of us were capable of the types of things that these humans are capable of, it would be very hard to resist the weakness that each of us has.
0: Wow, that's actually. Now that you bring that up, they they nerf they nerfed uh, the the show. They said that that Homelander on TV is the nice version of Homelander. All I have to say is I like the boys for its like original take on. Like superhero, because I I feel like it's more. It's horrible to say, but I think it'd be more humanly accurate. Uh, there's, people are just people are good, but unfortunately, a lot of the times we get overstepped by people that are bad. What one thing I also noticed about the show is they got no villains. Like they got no villains that are, like. They're not the 7 doesn't have an arch nemesis there's no arch nemesis they're just like all these heroes are out saving people and it's like for what well, <laughs> but we're so focused on homelander and the behind the scenes like it's not like homelander has to fight his arch nemesis again and there's been no hall of villains or cuz cuz that would have been an interesting piece to have uh, a Lex luthor type threat or or anybody like the joker while homelander's actually some twist sick uh, powerhouse that on screen's like I'll stop you, evil doer. But when cameras off, it's like I'm about to mess your whole day up. Like we don't see uh, the villain. Besides, Homelander being the villain, there's no like outside distraction to the world. It's just like what are these heroes
1: doing all day? So maybe that is the most realistic uh, part of of this the Boys series is that there is no villain but ourselves. There's petty criminals. Um, Translucent uh, stopped, a, you know, a, a break in yesterday. Well, okay, great. So he he stopped a petty criminal from from harming good people. There are no good people, not in this show. Like everyone is a villain. Everyone's awful. Everyone is a villain. Butcher is without question uh, a villain. The show is made of evil and
0: lesser evils. Like there there is no good or evil. It's be bad or be
1: worse. So. Homelander maybe represents everybody involved in the show. He's he's just the he's the essence of of the tragically flawed human, right? He, he's he's an example of what us on our worst day. Yeah, right. Everybody's potential to be to be the villain. At the end of the day, we need hope. We we need to believe that there's a hero. We need to believe that that we can rise above and be that hero, right? That we all have the potential to save the day. Or that if we don't save the day, that someone's going to help us save the day, right? Like, you're right. uh, It's fantastic that we explore this darkness, but, yeah, like, sometimes we just need a hero, right? We just need a Superman. Uh, A light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, for sure. Well, if uh, people need a light at the end of the tunnel, how are they going to find your light? Ah uh, yes uh in case i didn't mention in the first
0: podcast uh obviously my name christopher bernard uh comic book creator newly comic book creator two issues legend of creature you can take a little sneak peek of that at my instagram which is chris k-r-i-s dot b comics instagram also have facebook page it's the same
1: wonderful well i can't wait to do this again with you it's always a pleasure uh to the next time when we get together and we discuss yet another character